How much of an impact did the Miami Hurricanes just make in the final official visit weekend of June? Did the Hurricanes do enough to get back into the battle with Alabama for one of the top tight ends in the country? You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Monday, if there is such a thing. I'm Alex Dono, your host, University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much to the everydayers for making Locked On your first listen. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook official sports book of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. 20 players just visited Miami officially. Um, Let's start with four-star tight end Caleb Odom. This is someone Miami has been hot and heavy for since March, if not earlier. Okay? Now, Caleb Odom in recent weeks has been strongly trending to the Alabama Crimson Tide. So I'm wondering if Miami has really done enough here to make it a 50-50 type decision. Um, And I bring up Odom first because, you know, again, Miami just had 20 players on campus. Several of those are already committed to the U verbally, but are taking their officials. Of course, a lot of players like Odom and many others that we'll talk about remain uncommitted. Now, I heard from one of the players who was on that visit, you know, along with Odom and all the others, and he specifically brought up Caleb Odom as one of the players he thought had the best official visit out of all the uncommitted guys. So here's the way that I look at it now. The battle seems to be raging between Mario Cristobal and Nick Saban to land the four-star tight end out of Carrollton, Georgia. Now, I mentioned... Uh, Alabama got into his recruitment a little bit later because if you go back two, three months, it looked like a Miami versus Ole Miss battle for Odom. But Odom recently got an Alabama offer, had a great official visit there. And the crystal balls, Odom to the Crimson Tide, just started flying in. And obviously, as we've seen before, and we will see again, um, when Nick Saban wants somebody, doesn't get everybody, can't get everybody. There's only so many scholarships to go around. But what Saban wants, he usually gets, okay? Um, I think it's fair to say that Miami has definitely closed the gap with Bama. I can't get a sense as to whether they closed it enough to take a lead or if they just closed it enough to make it a tougher decision for him. Uh, I'll tell you why I like Odom so much and why Miami staff likes him so much. This player lands a, he stands a legitimate six foot five around 220 pounds. He's a dynamic pass catcher. That's the primary role that he's going to play in whatever offense that he winds up in, right? Pass catching tight end lines up primarily at wide receiver in high school. And, you know, Miami definitely wants to take at least two tight ends, probably two, two tight ends in the class. They already have an excellent one locked in. So I'm not complaining whatsoever about Elijah Lofton, who's a four star from Bishop Gorman and Lofton is going to be so valuable at Miami because that young man loves to block You can line him up anywhere, including H-back. And that's another reason why I want Odom so badly, because as more of a pass-catching specialist, I think Odom would complement Elijah Lofton perfectly if Miami can get them both. Lofton is locked in, about as locked in as a verbal commit can be, of course. And Caleb Odom is someone Miami has been pursuing. 
Uh, if Miami does end up missing out on Odom, they might go in stronger for someone like KJ Duff, who they've gotten kind of back in the mix uh, with lately. But it is a little bit reassuring to me to hear that Odom's visit apparently went especially well. Now, another visit that I heard went especially well is four-star Ricky Knight third. Now, the reason why I wanted to start with Odom and Ricky Knight is these are both uncommitted players who have been trending to other places over Miami, and Miami tried to close that gap and gain some ground during these OVs. Um, Ricky Knight from the Benjamin School in West Palm Beach, He's listed as an athlete, but he's projected to play corner in college. I think he's going to be a darn good corner. Now, this one looks to be a Miami versus Florida State battle. A couple months ago, even as recently as probably a month ago, I thought Miami was the leader for him, but Florida State has been a strong trending leader for Ricky Knight in recent weeks. I think it's fair to call Florida State the favorites, but apparently Miami is chopping wood and gaining some ground there with him. Now, as far as official visits that went well over the weekend. A couple of other names that were brought up specifically to me were Chris Cole and Ja'Cory Barney. Let me start with Barney. I'm I'm going to drop a Dono ball prediction for four-star wide receiver Ja'Cory Barney out of Miami Palmetto High School, which is only probably like three miles from where I'm sitting right now. I'm going to drop a Dono ball for Miami to land Barney. I think he's going to be a cane local guy who really impressed the heck out of Miami's coaching staff at a recent seven on seven event. That's when he got his offer. Cause prior to that, Nebraska were considered the strong trending favorites for him. Texas A&M are also in the mix. That's the other member of his top three. I mean, I, I can't imagine a South Florida kid is that anxious to go to Nebraska. If you don't have to, right? What are we talking about in Nebraska? Cornfields, winter, very flat. I mean, South Florida is also flat, but there's plenty of other stuff to do that makes up for that. <laughs> Nothing to do in Nebraska. My mother uh, grew up in Nebraska. She got the hell out of there as soon as she was of age and she could move away. She got out of Nebraska and came to Florida. It's not that great of a place to be. Uh, Barney, he's really interesting to me because I think this is one where you've really got to watch the tape as much as you can access his huddle reel, stuff like that. Because I don't think like his dimensions really describe the way that he plays. Very interesting prospect. Not the biggest guy at six foot tall and are listed around 160 pounds. Uh, he's got to add some weight to his frame, but he's capable of playing like a big receiver. I think that's the most interesting thing about Barney is you hear what his frame is and you assume this guy is just, you know, a, a speedster and a burner and nothing else. But he fights for contested balls. He's able to use his body really, really well, but he's also got the track speed to run vertical, and he's a very good route runner. So Ja'Cory Barney, he's interesting to watch because when you actually watch his film, he doesn't look like he's only six foot, 160, 165. He plays bigger than that. And Ja'Cory ba Barney, he plans to announce in July, okay? he I guess he hasn't decided yet whether it's going to be early July or later in the month. Uh, I mentioned his other finalists are Nebraska and Texas A&M, but uh, I definitely think, uh, in my humble opinion, Miami is on track there. They have the inside track there. An another name who uh, apparently had an especially good official visit this weekend, four-star linebacker Chris Cole. Not quite ready to drop the Dono ball for him just yet um, because Georgia, I think, could still be a factor in his recruitment. So I'm not ready for the Dono ball just yet for him. And apparently he also has some interest in Virginia Tech. That's in his home state. He plays in Salem, Virginia. But Chris Cole is someone I really want. This guy is a natural disruptor. 
very strong tackler, and he's excellent in coverage. He can do everything. Great vision, and he has the type of build already and the strength at six foot three, about 215. He's already got the body and the strength to be able to dominate at the Power 5 level. And let's not forget his uncle, Rohan Marley, who played linebacker at Miami. He was around this weekend for the visit, so he was able to help sing that gospel of the U to nephew Chris Cole. We would love to have him in a Miami uniform. Gosh, we have so much more to talk about on this episode. Uh, by the way, we're going to cover this uh, near the end. It's pretty much official now. Miami's got a new baseball coach, but a very familiar name. Very familiar name, new baseball coach. Uh, it's being widely reported now at the time that I'm recording this by the Miami Herald, Susan Miller-Degnan. Miami's got their new baseball coach. We got more football recruiting to talk about. I want to talk the latest on four-star defensive lineman Artavius Jones, four-star interior offensive lineman Isendre Afua. I want to talk about Marquise Lightfoot, the four-star edge rusher. I want to talk about Jeremiah Smith and so many more. We're only getting started. Keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. Oh, yes, I've been keeping it locked to FanDuel all summer. Baseball season is in full swing. There is no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. That's America's number one sports book. And right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. So if you've been thinking about signing up but you haven't taken the plunge yet, take that plunge and get a no-sweat first bet. That means you have up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. You have nothing to lose on that first bet. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to join today. I love how safe and secure the site is. I love the great promotions they have. And I love how easy it is to get your money out. So do not miss your chance to snag a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Thank you so much to the everydayers for making Locked on Canes your first listen. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. And if you want to take your everydayer experience to the next level, make sure to sign up for our exclusive SMS texting community through a service called Subtext. I include the link in the show description below. I give you guys breaking news, recruiting scoops and info, one-on-one -on -one conversations you can have with me. We like to stay very active. So if you want to try it free for 14 days, you got nothing to lose. Sign up for 14 days free. And then if you like it, you can opt in for $4.99 a month. We give you a lot of added value on there. So... Who's next here on our list? Um, Miami, I think, has really made a move for four-star defensive lineman Artavius Jones. I love the way Miami's been trending here. This player, six foot three, 280 out of Bluntstown, Florida. Um, based on the way this young man likes to eat, <laughs> I think he's probably – remember, he's just going into his senior year of high school. Based on the way this dude appreciates food, I think he's going to be 300-plus – by the time he enrolls in the college of his choice. So just don't be too discouraged by the fact that he's under 300 pounds because I know that's a thing that a lot of us do. Like, we want all of our defensive tackles to be 320, 330, 340. Uh, I think this dude is going to get there, okay? Uh, six foot three, 280 pounds. He said his trip to Miami was, this is his quote that he said to 24-7 Sports, probably the best visit he's ever had. Now, it was only his second official visit, but he's been on, like, all of these four-star players. He's been on 
dozens, if not hundreds of unofficial visits. So he knows what a visit can and should look like. All right. He said this was probably the best he's ever had. And he really bonded with Big Joe Salavea. And apparently the two of them bonded over all the great food on the OV. They were like competing to see who could eat more all trip long. I've got my money on Big Joe for that. But I'm, I'm sure that uh, apparently Artavius Jones uh, held his weight, so to speak, in those competitions. So he loved everything about the Miami visit. And listen, sometimes the keys to a great recruiting visit are the facilities, the coaches, the amenities, the location. Other times, it's food, apparently. Um, so his other official visits so far, Artavius Jones, has been to UCF. And he says he might announce as soon as July 4th. I think if, if that's the timeline, if his timeline gets accelerated for sure to July 4th, I think this is Miami's to lose here, okay, if the timeline accelerates to July 4th, right? Um, now, if he does push it back to later in the month, because uh, I'm not sure if the July 4th thing is official or if he was just spitballing there, if he were to push it back to later in the month, then maybe, you know, there's a chance it could be UCF. And his he's, he's talking to a lot of different teams because also in the mix for him, Florida State, Mississippi State, Tennessee, and Charlotte for whatever reason, uh, just to name a few that are also uh, in the mix for Artavius Jones. But I really like where Miami stands with him, and I think this is a solid player that we would love to have. Um, I also I like the way Miami has been trending with four-star interior offensive lineman Isendre Afua. Um, I didn't hear from the people that I spoke to. I didn't hear that much like secondhand, you guys could call it a firsthand information, uh, on how his visit went that might just mean the people that I spoke to like didn't spend so much time with him specifically because remember there were 20 official visitors on the trip and then other unofficial visitors from class of 2025 guys Luane McCoy spent some time with Miami staff on Sunday so there were a lot of different moving parts there now with Asendre Afua who to me is uh, he's one of the top interior offensive linemen in the class and I think that this guy would be an important get for Mario I had been thinking that Oregon was the primary contender for him, but according to Gabby Arudia at Inside the U, Utah is actually the team to watch out for, that the Utes are still very in the mix for him. Now, uh, here's what Asendre Afua told on three, Kane Sport, about his visit. He said, quote, I'm feeling great about Miami, he said. I got to talk to the coaches. I got to talk to the players, just ask about the ins and outs of the school. So I feel really confident in Miami. It's beautiful out here, he says. He's from Seattle, Washington. So he's from all the way on the other side of the country. He said, quote, um, this is about what's making an impression on him. And it's it's the relationships, right? He said it's Coach Mirabal and Coach Cristobal. When they were the coaches at Oregon, they had already started to build that strong relationship. And when they came to the Miami Hurricanes, they followed up on my recruitment. So I felt a close bond and relationship to Coach Mirabal and Coach Cristobal. Now, something very important about Asendri Afua that I think is worth noting here, uh, because, again, he is on the other side of America, right? And, you know, we see a lot of guys from the southeast tend to stay somewhat nearby home, Pacific Northwest, same sort of thing. Pac-12 is always a factor with guys like that. It's my understanding that when it comes to Afua, geography is not an issue to him. That his family are, because a lot of times it's mom and dad who are really the ones you have to convince if you want to go across the country. Uh, his family, they just want him to get the best possible development. 
and be in the best possible position to improve as a player. And, you know, I'm sure obviously they hope he ends up being a high NFL draft pick someday. Um, so for them, they're they're not going to eliminate Miami because it's like the farthest point away from Seattle, Washington on a continental United States map. I, it's my understanding geography is not an issue for this player. So Miami can be very much in the mix, even if a place like Utah might be slightly closer to home for him. Let's talk about four-star edge rusher Marquise Lightfoot out of Chicago. Um, I want this player badly, and he he's one of those many, many defensive linemen in this class who has sung the praises of Jason Taylor repeatedly, has said, I can see Jason Taylor as my coach, that that's a guy he wants to play for. But that said, I don't think it's a slam dunk for him. Um, and right now, like I sounds like he had a great visit. He said so, but I don't get a great sense as to where Miami stands compared to other finalists for him, like Ohio State and USC. Illinois is also listed in his final four. That's, you know, the home area team for him living in that state. Uh, Ohio State and USC, I take a little bit more seriously as a threat than Illinois. That's just me. Uh, but here's what Lightfoot told on three. He said, the visit was perfect, he said. I already had my idea about the Canes going down to the visit, so when I finally saw Miami in person again for the second time, they reassured me of how they are, and I made sure that Coach Cristobal and my position coach were coaches that I loved to be coached by. And Yeah, his position coach would be Jason Taylor. Um, now, one thing uh, to note about Lightfoot is it seems like for him, and, you know, this may not work in Miami's favor based on how last year went. But for him, it's very important. He wants to play for a winning program. So Miami needs to convince him that five and seven last year is not something that will ever happen again. And that it's going to be a winning type program during, you know, the next three or four years that he would spend his time at the U. So uh, obviously, if, if he ends up looking, you know, at a team that won big last year, Miami probably would not be the spot for him. So they have to convince him that uh, the future is bright, despite how the past may have gone. So when we come back, um, latest info on Jeremiah Smith, it's very much in line with something we've been saying for several weeks here on Locked on Canes, but it's getting confirmed uh, by family members now. Um, I got some nuggets from friend of the show, Malik Rozier. Malik Rozier just spent the weekend, he's a quarterback's coach, remember, he just spent the weekend working out with one of the quarterbacks on Miami's roster right now. We have some feedback on how that went. You want to keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. And to the everydayers, I can tell you guys later this week, I think on Wednesday, Judd Anderson, the ambassador, is going to come back on the show. This will be, what, the third or fourth time that Miami's committed quarterback for the class of 2023 is going to be on the show because I want to pick Judd's brain on how the visit weekend went and how, you know, if, if they're going to lock in any future canes. Uh, and we're also this week definitely going to talk with Brian Smith, our recruiting expert. We're going to talk with the truth teller, Bruce Warner, and we'll have a lot more fun throughout the week here on Locked on Canes. All right. So um, as we've said repeatedly on the show, if Miami has any chance to flip Jeremiah Smith from his Ohio State commitment. The most important thing they can do now is win on the field this year. Now, Jeremiah just had his official visit to Miami over the weekend. And listen, it sounds like he had a good time. Sounds like he enjoyed himself. But 
I still consider the school that he's verbally committed to, the Ohio State Buckeyes, I still consider them to be the very strong favorite for Jeremiah Smith. But Jeremiah's father, Christopher, spoke with Stephen Wagner from Kane Sport, um, which is Miami's on three site. And here's what Christopher said to Wags. He said, quote, I know it's very important for the program in general, and I would like to see them being Miami be successful, he said. They've had some down years, but all I'll say is we'll see what's going on. We'll see how it goes from here. They're doing their due diligence. Me and my family are very grateful, and we'll see what goes on in the near future. We're going to watch a game or two and see how they look, right? Obviously, for someone like Jeremiah, who grew up in the area, and you know, at certain points in his life, I'm sure he's pictured himself wearing the U on his helmet and running through that smoke, um, you know, he, he's looking for reasons to stay home. Like he's looking for reasons to stay at the crib and play for Miami. Didn't give him any reasons last year. The team stunk. The offense stunk. The passing game was not successful last year, which obviously had a lot to do with the offensive line and the running game and the offensive coaching last season long. Right. So, you know, if you want to give Jeremiah Smith reasons to stay, cause he's probably looking for reasons to stay, You've got to do that by having a dynamic passing game and by winning some games next year. And when his father talks about we're going to watch some games next year, they're probably not going to be paying too much attention to the Miami of Ohio game or to the Bethune-Cookman game. I'm sure they're going to be closely watching games like the Texas A&M game, Florida State, Clemson, North Carolina. Those are the games you're going to have to show out. Okay, and you're going to have to show that passing game is dynamic and that's a team where young man like this can succeed. So someone else who spoke about Jeremiah's visit was the ambassador, Judd Anderson. This is what he told on three about his pitch to Jeremiah. He said, quote, I gave him the whole recruiting pitch to get him to come home. He said, I think there's a chance with him. We'll see how it goes this season, what he does. He's a hometown kid. I think he would want to be in Miami and we'll certainly talk more about that with Judd when he joins us later on this week. I always like to hear this. I was texting this morning with friend of the show and frequent guest Malik Rozier, former Miami Hurricanes starting quarterback. He's now a quarterback's coach through quarterback country and someone on Miami's roster that Malik spends a lot of time working out with is Emery Williams, incoming true freshman quarterback out of Milton, Florida. And they had uh, several training sessions over the weekend. And I'll, I'll share with you a quote that Malik told me about Emery. He said, quote, he's accurate as hell. We worked a lot of RPM. That's rotation per minute. He legit almost jammed two of my fingers. They're still sore today. So he is, and, and Malik has told us this before, he's over the moon on the accuracy of Emery Williams and he thinks Emery is going to be a legit power five starting quarterback. So we'll see over the next couple of years because it's Tyler Van Dyke's show this year. We'll see what happens uh, in the future with Emery. Now, um, Malik did not work. He has worked out with Van Dyke before, did not work out with Van Dyke this past weekend because TVD was at the Manning Passing Academy. But Malik told me that some of his colleagues from quarterback country, because quarterback country has like franchises all over the country, QB country, it's called. Some of his colleagues were there and they did watch Tyler Van Dyke working out and they said he looked really sharp and really good. So that's your quarterback feedback for the day. All right. So let me see if I can pull up this tweet so I get the uh, the wording properly from Susan Miller Degnan of the Miami Herald. She tweeted out at 11, 12 a.m. this morning. Source, it's definite, she says. 
Miami associate head coach J.D. Artiaga. We're talking baseball now, by the way, for anyone like, who's J.T. Artiaga? If you're not a Miami baseball fan, you may not know that name. So Miami associate head baseball coach and pitching coach J.D. Artiaga will be the next Canes baseball head coach, she said. Long time coming. So um, I know that a lot of people are probably going to be underwhelmed by this because this was a promotion from within. Right. You know, we talked last week about Troy Tulowitzki being on campus last week, you know, reportedly talking to the powers that be. Obviously, he's not getting the job. OK, it's going to go promotion from within to J.D. Artiaga. I know that on the surface, this probably feels a little bit like uh, a Manny Diaz hire in football or, you know, Randy Shannon back in the day, the whole promotion from within thing. Um, I think to me, no matter who the head coach is. And listen, I know J.D. has been around Miami forever, played at Miami. He loves the U, so I'm, I'm so proud of him and happy for him to get this opportunity. Uh, but really, to me, the success on the field or on the diamond is going to come. Uh, NIL investment is going to have a huge thing to do with it because Miami is at a disadvantage with partial scholarships in baseball and how expensive the tuition is. That puts Miami at a disadvantage if the baseball side of it – and by the way, I can tell you on the football side of it, the NIL is still very competitive. They're just doing it more quietly than they've done it in the past, if you know what I mean. Very competitive still in football NIL. I can assure you that uh, I'm not as keenly aware of the baseball NIL situation, but I believe that that's going to need to be a big-time factor here to get the baseball program over the top. And I, for one, am going to be rooting for JT Artiaga to dominate and to hopefully get Miami back into the College World Series and winning national championships again because that is a long time coming for this baseball program. I want to thank you guys again for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. Make sure you support us everywhere you get your podcasts. If you're an audio listener, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Odyssey app, wherever you get your pods. If you're a video viewer, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. We just recently crossed the milestone of 10,000 subscribers, which I'm so thankful to you guys for. Um, but, you know, if you haven't subscribed yet, please do that. And if you, you know, if you come in here and you don't hit the thumbs up button every time, it takes a second and it's free. So hit that like button. If you want to get more in depth, make sure you join our subtext SMS texting community. I include the link in the show description below. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow with Brian Smith on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network. Your team, every day.